Hello there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Arkham Brothers Talk About Movies. We're back after a bit of a hiatus a month away, and we're excited to be back tonight talking about the one and only the Newton Boys on the beginning of our Punching Brothers Marathon. Punching Brothers Marathon, two months. Uh, actually, the Punching Brothers is one month. Then we have a month of of brothers who care about each other. Yeah, touching brothers, punching touching brothers, brothers, then touching brothers. I'm, the, I'm 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 Tony. This is Matthew. We're brothers, and uh, you know, we'll, welcome. We'll, we'll be back to talk about the movie right after this. Let's hit it. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win and Matthew, and Matthew should win and Tony. You know, I'm never going to get tired of that sequence, except for maybe that last moment. No, I won't get tired of that part. That's it. That's the that's the part to wait for. Hey, man. How nice to you? see you. I, I didn't like not doing this for a month. I really didn't like it. It was kind of rough. It was rough not being here. You know who else didn't like it? Who? Mom. Mom, mom didn't like it. Mom was not happy. Mom was not. We're so, sorry, Mom. Mom, you're probably watching right now and if you are i hope that uh, you're thrilled and have uh and aren't disappointed already yeah we apologize we don't have a better show for you but it's we're gonna do our best we're gonna do our best but our best might not be very good enough today I, i'm all for clam uh, are you i i actually lost track of time um we were busy today at the bottling plant um words i thought would never come out of my mouth um and then uh we went down to the pool for some hot tub and swim and company meeting stuff and i kept thinking oh i got plenty of time oh i got plenty of time and then i said oh my god the show starts in 20 minutes that's what happens when you start fitzing in the hot tub and you're relaxing and you yeah, yeah. which i haven't been doing a lot of uh the past month the past month has been crazy well you know you 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 don't you, have to tell me but you could tell the audience you know you have something happening that's well, really happening uh, What's really happening is that this week we have actually launched Batch 22, uh, this new American Aquavit that we've been working on for two and a half years. We won the Platinum Medal at the LA Spirits Awards, Best in Class, and our store is live now. You can go to drinkbatch22.com and actually buy some of our bottles. It's they'll, ship it to, they'll send it to you in the mail? They'll just ship it to you? Well, uh, 30 states plus the District of Columbia. And uh, That's, I didn't know that was legal to ship that kind of thing it, around. It is direct to consumer in 30 states plus the District of Columbia. People can go there and buy it now. It's crazy. That's good. Very good. Do we yeah. do we have we should have a list of those states because we might have a couple listeners who uh, might be in a state that they could they could actually oh, do yeah. it. I could put a list of the states in the in the comments. Yeah, um, maybe so. Or I think actually, if they go to our website and they're in one of the states that doesn't, they put in their address and they'll get a right. They're, the 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 operating system just starts to melt. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. But so that's been very exciting. And you you had a, a good month, no? It was fine. It was good. <laughs> it was a month. <laughs> 
I didn't launch a multi-billion dollar liquor business or or sell, you know. It's not a multi-billion dollar liquor business yet. You know how you'll be able to tell when it's a multi-billion dollar liquor business? I'm going to get some plane tickets to go somewhere. You're going to get plane tickets to go somewhere, and I'll be doing this show from my studio. Mm -hmm. And you might have a camera that doesn't go (laughs) every five seconds. Is my camera going It is doing some interesting things, yeah. It it loses track of me? That might be it might be me that's going in and out of focus. It could be, yeah. That's that hot tub action you had before the show. Um, I don't think you know, bothering the people who are listening on Spotify, though. I think they'll be okay. They'll be fine. Um, you know, let's uh, let's just say there was some heavy news today. Uh, we lost a, a great actor. Um, rough, so rough. to uh, Jimmy Khan. Yeah, to Jimmy Khan. We have, both Matthew and I have fond memories of uh, having met. Stories. You have stories? I have well, some stories. Yeah, we have some stories, I guess. I mean, uh, the big story is that, and I think we may have mentioned this on the show, but when Pop and, uh, and Jimmy Khan worked together on the movie Freebie and the Bean back in the 70s, <clears throat> um, they, they were friendly and, and they got along well. And uh, James Khan bought... Uh, bought dad a dog bought our father a dog bought the family a dog a puppy which is a very heavy thing to do you know that's like you don't really just do that but he did that he was that kind of guy and um that dog we named james after uh after mr khan and that was the dog i grew up with he was my he was he was my dog growing up and kind of yours too i mean yeah he was our he was our guy so uh, we have a big connection to to James Con there. Um, yeah. You have stories that you were more adult when you would probably went to some wrestling shows with him or went to a San well, Francisco you, you, bar you, or two. Have you ever heard of the the story about of my bar mitzvah? I no, I didn't know that you were Jewish. I'm confused. What? <laughs> well, here, the story of my bar mitzvah uh, while they were shooting um, while they were shooting. Uh, Preview the Bean. I was out there. I was at boarding school at the time, but I was there for three weeks over the spring break in San Francisco and hanging out on the set every day because there was amazing stuff going on. Watching, you know, stunts and fights and sure shooting. thing. Oh, yeah. Great set to be hanging out on. Car crashes. And, and James Caan. You know, I just, mm-hmm. he, Sonny Corleone. I'd just seen that. And he was the kind of guy who was, he was really fun. So he bought me a pair of boxing gloves and he gave me some boxing lessons, which if anybody knows me, they'll just, laugh and ridicule me about that you really took to that yeah and uh then uh i had my 13th birthday uh during the that period out there in san francisco and uh when jimmy found out it was my birthday he says to dad he says hey can i take can i take him to lunch to celebrate his birthday dad's like sure so jimmy you know i get in the the car with the jimmy and his driver and uh do you know where we went to lunch I I would know. I don't this know. This is why I call it my bar mitzvah. Today I am a man. Wait. He took me to the San Francisco Playboy Club. <laughs> Which That's right. It is not as bad as it sounds. I mean, it's as it's worse than it sounds in some ways because the Playboy Club, you know, these days cancel culture, get rid of all that horrible stuff. But it's not a strip club, you know. There was nothing like that. It was just, it was just a club, a lunch club. It was a restaurant. 
Oh, okay. but, but the waitresses are dressed in the bunny costumes with the ears and the little. Oh, okay. So you the, know, okay. There, but there's no, there's no nudity. There's no stripping there. There's nothing. Well, not in the front room. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't get. To... Yeah. That's actually footage from, from me. That's and your Jimmy. bar mitzvah. Yes. My bar mitzvah. That's right? your bar mitzvah. So that that is a story that uh, you know my whole life I've been Amazing. like oh my gosh Amazing um, and then Adam posted a great story today on Facebook did you see that story I, that Adam I did posted? not it was one I did not know um but it was it took place on the day where they were shooting the scene at the end of the car the one of the car chases where dad and and Jimmy are chasing the bad guys and they get to a rail yard and a train is is coming down the line uh, and then going between two buildings. And the bad guys squeeze right in front of that train before there's no way to get through. And and they, they dad and Jimmy screech to a halt and Jimmy's driving and Jimmy's and dad's like, oh, OK, they're gone. They, we lost them. And Jimmy's going, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. And he starts backing the car up. You know this, but I'm I'm yes. describing it for the viewers. Right, it's backing the car up, and there are workers loading loading boxes onto a loading ramp for the train. And Jimmy looks down the line and sees that there's a flatbed car coming between two box cars. And Dad sees him, and he's going, "No, no, 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 no! They're they're off. They're having lunch somewhere. They're 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 in Costa Rica or whatever." And Jimmy just keeps going, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, and backs the car up and then floors it and goes up that ramp and leaps the train, the moving train, over the flatbed car between the two boxes. It's a great stunt. And so Adam's there on set that day, and Dad and Jimmy are there, and the stunt people, all the people are trying to pay, and everybody's nervous. Everybody's really nervous. It's a dangerous stunt. And Jimmy starts saying, I'll do it. These guys, these guys, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. If Alan, if Alan, get Alan, Alan will do it. If Alan will do it with me, I'll do it. And he keeps saying this. And Dad's like, well, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. And finally he gets Jimmy alone. And he says, are you, are you serious? Are you actually that confident that you can do this stunt? This is crazy. It's so dangerous. And Jimmy says, no, I'm that confident that you won't do it with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which I is love it. really spectacular. They were a great pair. I love the two of them together. I wish they had done more stuff together. They got along, you know, they had a great relationship. Apparently, you know, they really did enjoy Which each is other. Odd, because you wouldn't think that, you know, knowing dad as we do, maybe we don't, maybe he's got a secret life. Hey, they're just two guys from the Brooklyn neighborhood, man. Yeah. But you know? I would not have predicted that he and he and Jimmy would have in, enjoyed each other's company as much. I, as I guess did. I wouldn't have either. I mean, you know, Jimmy's got that, you know, macho sports thing going on. And that's not yeah. necessarily dad speed, but, but you know, you can't, Brooklyn is a, a small community of people. Yeah. And uh, they had a great time together and, but dad also can have that effect on people. Like there's the, the great time that, uh, that the rock looked at dad and said, Hey, you're in really good shape. Do you work yeah. out? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah. crazy story. Um, but uh so yeah so here's to to james khan for whom i have yep, nothing to, to add with. Jimmy khan. 
pretty um, amazing. Um, and uh, I guess the other news that we have to share is that people who are fans of the show, all all of you, that we can fit in a teacup, um, but uh, know that we have these new spectacular producers. And one of them, Sophia Rosinski, is starring in a new show that's about to drop on Amazon. Yes. Uh, in, a, in a very short time called uh, Paper Girls. And uh, the trailer is up there to watch now. And it's a, a thing to behold. It looks very exciting. I'm the, very the clips excited. I've seen look fantastic. It's uh, it's right up my alley. Can't wait to see the show. And it's like and, days away. Like, right? It's yeah. coming. And, and I have to say... Um, for you know knowing sophia now and having spent time with with her typecasting for her when you watch this show you will feel like you know sophia absolutely uh july 29th that's, that's a lie the, that's that when I, the show that's when the show it's completely a lie that i just told well she's playing she's not playing someone like her no she's playing a, a, a mean person well a i can't I can't wait to see it. July 29th. And, check it out. But um, Sophia is, is the sweetest. So, you know, coming out July 29th, Amazon Prime. Um, you're going to love it. And uh, and that's our show. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you and good night. Roll theme no. song. <laughs> no, it's not the show. We have to talk about the movie. We now. have a whole, the whole raisins de trois that we are here. Yeah. Um, but before we get into talking about the movie proper, um, I want to talk a little bit about why we, uh, you know, this, um, what your relationship is to this movie and to movies about brothers. Like, what is it that, that, uh, brings you to making uh, a movie about brothers? Um, you're, you're asking me as if I were Richard Linkletter. I'm not, I didn't, I, I didn't make. I didn't make a movie about brothers, but if you're asking me why I chose this movie, because I did. Yeah. It's because of Richard Linkletter and the brothers thing, obviously, because we're doing a brothers run, but I'd never seen it. And, um, you know, I want to be a Richard Linkletter completist because, you know, he's an incredible filmmaker and and I wanted to see it. And who is Richard Linkletter? Are you? Is this a serious question that you're asking me no. right now? No, it's not. Um. Yeah, you all know who Richard Linklater is. You know. Well, there might be people out there who don't. Why don't you fill some of them in a little bit? Well, Richard Linklater is a oeuvre. talk about his oeuvre. He's um. That's private. I don't think he'd like me talking about that. Um. <laughs> on the air. He's a he's a writer, director, filmmaker. Um. From uh. From Texas. You know his stuff. He, I mean, he 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 did. Uh, you know, his first movie was Slacker, which made a huge impression on me um, back in the day. That was what God. That was like 1990. Um, and uh, he did, of course, very famously Boyhood and um, uh, Dazed and Confused and uh, Scanner Darkly and. Uh, suburbia of course the before sunrise trilogy too a ton of stuff very very uh interesting american filmmaker um a true artist and a, and, a, and a teacher also he teaches uh i believe uh in texas he's a film professor 
Um, Austin-based, I think. That's what I know. I know he's a gem to work with. I have friends who've worked with him and say he's great, you know. Um, Actor-friendly. Very writerly, but not academic in his vibe. Um, Oh, he's from Houston. He's from Houston, Texas. I thought he was from Austin, but he has an Austin connection. I know that much. Um, Richard Linkletter. Yeah, he's great. These and confused, man. All right. Basically, okay. McConaughey's start. Where do you fall with this? Uh, I know that you're, you probably, you know, you know these movies, but you'd probably be more interesting to ask, like, how, uh, how are you with McConaughey? You know, how, how, how do you, uh, how do you feel about his level of stardom and how he came up? And did you see this movie at the time? And did you care? I did not see this movie at the time and I didn't care. Um, and I'm not, uh, I, I have to say, not familiar with uh, Linkletter's work before this. School of Rock, you saw that probably. You did not see School of Rock. You didn't see School this of Rock? This, for instance, is only tense, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a <laughs> that's rough one. You just, you just really surprised me there. That's what I get for not seeing you, School of you Rock. You did see Dazed and Confused, didn't you? I have not seen Dazed and Confused. What? Yeah. You got it. You you okay? We have you have to you have to switch that up. You really really need to switch that one up because that's like um uh that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Well, you know what's exciting is that when Batch Twenty Two starts selling, uh, all I'm going to do is watch movies because I'll just be able to sit at home. And, yeah. In my you'll be too yeah. drunk to do anything else probably. <laughs> want y'all to have a drink on him. There you go. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, Linkletter is an important, he's a very important uh, American filmmaker. He's, his stuff is great. Um, and this is a, I don't know, kind of a little off uh, the narrative for him. This, okay. this is, you know, uh, not what he's typically kind of known for. This well, we should let people know a little bit about what this movie is. The Newton, Bo- the Newton boys is a story a movie based on a true story about four brothers who went on a very long and very successful bank robbing spree. Well, successful until it wasn't bank robbing spree and also robbed a train. Um, and uh, it was the four brothers and one other cohort, a, a friend of theirs. Mr. Glasscock. Uh, Mr. Mr. Glass Glasscock, yes. Is the man reading that right? Excuse me, I don't have my glasses. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's correct. Sorry, it is correct. Please proceed. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, it is a true, pretty much a, a very true story. And these guys didn't like violence; like they didn't want to shoot people and, and kill people. They just wanted to rob banks, and uh, th- they thought of themselves. Yeah. Not as Robin Hood. Uh, I'm just gonna. I, I'd just like to like phrase that differently. Let's say they did. They didn't. They didn't mind violence, but they, you know, like in a way, <laughs> like well, this level never, of violence they that they were any, perfectly they fine. Anybody. They never killed it. Nobody sure, ever died. But you don't. Something doesn't have to be violent for somebody to die. Yeah, but only one guy got shot. There's an awful lot of shotguns going off for people that don't like violence at all. They're not pacifists. I think that would give the wrong impression. They weren't Bonnie and Clyde who just randomly went into places. They weren't. They weren't psychotic murderers. No, No, 
They 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 were robbing. They they felt that they that the banks were crooks and that they had been done wrong. They'd been you know, and they weren't stealing anybody's money. They were stealing the bank's money, and the Which bank is insured was, and all that. Yeah, and we and the are just little thieves stealing from the big thieves. That was yeah. always that was always my excuse. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. So um, it's actually I think quite a a fascinating story these. did you see boyhood did you see any of his movies other than I, this I, I, was you are boyhood, the only wait a minute hold on was boyhood the one that went on like the yes following the whole life? 37 years they took them to film it. Years they, yes i did see that okay so you did see that so good I I, just that newton boys would be a, would be an odd place to start your link letter journey so i'm glad it didn't start here it with, didn't start there the i did see boyhood um okay so it's a true story uh texas brothers cowboy dudes kind of fun guys and, and they uh stole from texas up to canada they the stole way. everything all North over the place south the hit some yeah. of the deep south along they were and all they had, they had fun they had a they had a good uh you know kind of good old boy attitude and take things too serious all the mcconaughey took things pretty seriously he tried to be this guy tried to be an oil man Right. Uh, kind of called himself an oil man and always talked about getting out of the robbery game and, and then right. he never really did. The oh, Newton so boys. Some, yeah, there's Matthew McConaughey as Willis Newton, Ethan Hawke as Jess Newton. We've got Skeet Ulrich as Joe Newton and Vincent D'Onofrio as Doc Newton. Was, Those are the four brothers. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam, believe it or not, as, as Brentwood Glasscock. Yeah. Spelled We're, the way you would think it would be. We are Juliana Margulies. Juliana Margulies is Louise Brown. Brown. Bo oh. Hawkins. Oh my gosh. As KP Aldrich. Be still my heart. The lawman, the Fed, who's after him. And Chloe Webb, who I also just adored, as Avis Glasscock, uh, Mr. Glasscock's wife. <laughs> Charles Gunning as Charles Gunning Black as the guy f- from from another movie. Look at <laughs> yeah. this picture. Yeah, but wonderful. I loved him. And Luke Askew. Amazing Luke Askew. Luke Askew is fantastic in this. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's the mostly, this, the true story of the most successful bank robbers in the history of the United States. And something about in terms of their violence and stuff that we should say is that they didn't, um, they didn't rob during the day. They went in at night usually and blew the safes. Um, using nitroglycerin, they they blew the doors off the safes in the middle of the night and made off with the money. Right, because they actually really kind of were violence averse. They didn't want to kill anybody. They knew that, you know, uh, you ran the risk. Your jail time would go up so considerably too. It was much more risky. And then they even had, you know, trepidation getting involved in the federal level in terms yeah. of federal crimes because they were really trying to play it safe. Yeah, and um, I know that's why I don't kill people is the the jail time. Uh, well, it's a consideration. Yeah. I'm just trying to be technically honest. That's all. <laughs> why, why, you know, why be dishonest? Right. Exactly. So, um, I stopped myself. I go, oh no, oh, there's jail. I better. So you not- didn't answer. You avoided my question about Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Um, I think. I am really, I would really love to see what his political career turns out to be because I think he would be good for Texas. I really do. 
Okay. You ain't gonna get enough all of that hole part your hair. <laughs> Nick goes for Ellie! <laughs> Every one of you lazy sons of bitches is fired! We're broke, Jess. All right, here. I'll t- all right, I'll talk about Matthew McConaughey. You still want me to talk about Matthew McConaughey? My my political my political career ruse didn't work. I can see. Um, let me put it this way: I have seen a lot of Matthew McConaughey's more recent work, and have great admiration for it. Um, early his earlier work, I would not have expected that to happen for me. Um, but actually, so that would throw him in a class of actor um, for whom I actually have tremendous respect, who are the people who, when I see them in their early career, and I don't think they're any good, but they achieve great stardom, as he did, and and then they become good, I, I think that's hard to do. Um, and 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 I sort of respect those people more than I respect people who were just great from the beginning, you know. Because, because that's a that's a really cool point. Um, you know, because you, he he had this tremendous stardom, and I didn't think he was good, and I didn't like his career choices. Yeah, you're looking sharp. And then slowly, I started to say, like, see him de- really develop a craft, and and deepen his his. Uh, his internal work, it seemed, and and become more and more uh, nuanced and interesting to watch. It feels like the early work was for the ladies, and the later work was for the for, for the dudes like us. <laughs> yes, yeah. So you know, Matthew, if you're listening, I'm sure you're a fan of the show. Um, just you know, uh, forgive forgive my critic criticism of your early work, and know that I have. Nothing but respect for you now. I think that's a that's a really valid. I'm sure he doesn't point. care. I'm sure he doesn't I, care. I'm sure he cares deeply. I think if he was listening, he'd be riveted to this conversation. <laughs> uh, perhaps angrily so. Yeah, Matthew um, McConaughey, fan of the show. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's not. You know, I feel this is fairly safe. You're you. He doesn't seem to be directing things, hiring actors. So I think you're safe. Okay. But I'm afraid of hard work. Mm-hmm. There you go, and that's true. I believe that's true because I watch him now, and I feel like he does the work. Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. Um, uh huh, huh, huh. I, I, you know, it's funny you say this because I think that's that's actually really true. What you said, I think it's um, it's kind of a cool thing to see people who are in the business so long that they actually develop into great you know, kind of artists as they, as they age, you know, that they start when they're like in their early, you know, twenties or in their teens. Um, Very few people have that kind of gravitas very early, you know, so they're Mm -hmm. relying on charm and which he had, let's face it. I mean, he's incredibly charming. And I think what's fun to do in Omaha. Well, you could chew gum. I would, I would, you know, I, I would go on a date if you asked me. It's a pretty yeah. convincing guy. Yeah. Great movie star chops. See, like, that's the thing he had. The, he had the movie star kind of chops very early. And then he kind of aged into kind of great acting. But I think, you know, I feel similarly about Ethan Hawke. You know, I, he Ethan Hawke has gone on to be, I think, a great, great film actor. 
I mean, just great. I love yeah. his performances. Now I think, you know, I will, I will actually watch stuff just because he's in it, which is kind of rare for me. Um, and, uh, I don't, I didn't always feel that way, but when I didn't, it was pure jealousy. So I'm going to be completely honest about that. Uh, I clouded in my judgment to the rage of jealous uh, jealousy. You know whose work I wasn't really familiar with uh, from this film, and who I who I really liked in it was Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich definitely is a better actor than he got credit for. Yes, yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I like him, him in a lot of things, but mm -hmm. but but uh, but I watched this movie and I just thought, wow, it's really good to see him, and he's an interesting guy. Um, he had an interesting life. Um, uh, I hope he's still having one. Nothing yes, happens. He, he is still having one and, and still working um, a lot, uh, but had uh, apparently like just terrible health problems as a child um, as, and as a young man. And uh, but I, I thought he was terrific in this. Um, and I, I thought in some ways the most interesting character in the movie, the one with the most interesting conflict in the movie. Um yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, look, um, maybe uh, we haven't really like gone into this yet, but maybe my really the biggest complaint is that I didn't feel it was about brothers somehow. It didn't connect in a brother way to me. Okay, uh, now we're gonna get into it. Yeah, uh, this this I thought this is an incredibly fascinating story, terribly told. Wow, terribly told. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I, I, I didn't. You know, the the best part of the movie to me was the footage of the real guys during the end credits. I just find it so interesting that you felt trepidations about criticizing Matthew McConaughey's work, but Richard Linklater's work you're willing to throw under a bus, and that dude could hire you. So you're you play a dangerous game. Nobody's going to hire me. I'm Dangerous gonna hire podcasting game, sir. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't know that it was uh, Mr. Linklater's... Did he write the movie as well? Yes, he oh, it was okay. his baby, in then fact. It's my fault. Then, I'm, then my career's over. Or my career just, with, just with Mr. Linklater is over. Well, he's not going to um, make a 15-year movie about you. No. That's for not, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Well, but you said it. It it didn't it it didn't examine to me. I felt like it was they were this stylistically, they were making the sting, you know, and it didn't work for me that way. Um, the Hollywood montage of their hilarious hijinks through the big list of banks that went on. I, I want I wanted to see the relationships between these brothers and and what it was that bound them together in in this life um and 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 i just didn't um i didn't i feel didn't feel it I, I didn't feel it um well, i i wasn't in, i i didn't get pulled into anybody's conflict in in a real way and the romance between um, between Juliana Margulies and and Matthew McConaughey did not work for me. 
Uh, yeah, that's not the strongest part of it for me. Although, you know, I'm going to go shy of saying it was terribly told. I, 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 you know, I think it was kind of cool at that time, I think, for, you know, for what, 98, for Linkletter to kind of go for that Sting vibe, you know, mm-hmm. which wasn't very popular at the time. And I just kind of liked the lightheartedness of it. I, I, I enjoyed that approach to it. Um, and the fact that all the brothers, you know, spoiler alert, because you can actually look this up, you know, they, they made it, they, 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 most of them lived into their ripe old age, you know, um, yeah. and did their time and, and, and had a life. So yeah, it's it not, um, it's not a heavy crushing story because it doesn't really end that way. And, and they are kind of charming guys all of them in one way or another except let's okay D'Onofrio's not really charming I don't think that he was going for that in this but no. the rest of them certainly are um so I don't know I enough I, I liked enough about it I, I was warm enough uh, uh, on it to uh, not think it was terribly told but but the things you're talking about I don't think are its strong suit I don't I didn't feel like those characters as a brother story uh went past the kind of a surface level and i'm a, i am a brother i have brothers right you know i know what that's all I've, that trip i've is about. heard that about you and uh it didn't i didn't uh totally get the brother thing but no. and, um, the, and and there's actually four brothers in this family there's adam and you and me and jed wakefield right. and you know we there's four of us we could go on a spree like this well now now it's a little now it's gonna be rough that you've announced it. <laughs> okay. But all right. You idiot! Yeah, you shot Doc. This is how yeah. it would go for us, that's, I'm telling that's you. How it would go for us yeah. on the first job. right out of the gate. At the yeah, practice the run. Job. What are you practicing for the job? <laughs> we would go like that. Yeah. You know, I I wish we I wish I had sent this uh could uh um we could pull it up is the the photograph of you and me and Adam at the beach falling down on the rock. Yeah. That was that kind of similar to that. We just had a gunshot sound to it. Week. Um, um, yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the stylistic choices, you know, he's, I know link letters like playing with classic movie moves and, and he's, I really admire the kind of elegant, spare, classic Hollywood way this movie's put together. I think it's it's very well edited. Um, there may be sections of it that I don't know if they belong, like the montage. Agree, don't didn't totally happen for me. But the um, there's also some ext- extremely good work and extremely good production design. The production designer Catherine Hardwick. Um, has an incredible career because uh, she went on to be a, a very well-known director of movies like 13 and Lords of Dogtown and Twilight. But she also production designed uh, great things like Tapeheads, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, Brain Dead, Tombstone, Three Kings, Vanilla Sky. She was a big deal production designer too. It's really elegant work. It's beautiful, you know, photography by Peter James, who, you know, did uh, uh, other things that are surprising like driving miss daisy and 27 dresses wow your favorite movie my favorite movie the, um, the movie that almost ended our relationship it came close 
you pushed it. You you hurt me. You you yeah. you aimed to hurt me, and you did. Go back for listeners who haven't heard that episode. Go back and listen to the Twenty Seven Dresses episode. And Tony and I came as close to fisticuffs as you can come. It was, trans, it was rough. Trans, transcontinentally. But you didn't. Um, you couldn't even really support it. But no. uh, you know, the photography isn't what we didn't like about it. Um, <laughs> no. There's also chock full of great like character actors and performances in here, which I think are really oh, great pleasure. You know, I loved all of that. I just um, wanted more uh, grit, and, you know. And and it, to your point about the production design, I thought the production design was brilliant in terms of the movie that they decided to make. I wanted to see a little more of what that world might. I wanted to see a little bit of the soot on everything, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But he's making a Howard Hawks movie. He's making a John Ford movie. You know, it's like, I, I don't know if that's, you know, he yeah. wanted a 70s movie. He was making a classic, like, you know, Red River kind of movie, you know, or classic uh, My Darling Clementine, you know, kind of. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But no, I look, you, 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 you I, I don't think this thing totally is uh, is a hundred percent successful, but I really did appreciate the. Um, I like Link Letters. He's kind of sneaky, you know. He like has he really gets some lyricism in there. He his movies are lived in. Um, uh, they kind of they're a little bit shaggy. They're a little bit rambly, um, but he really sticks to his vision and his plan and and. He's quietly got a really nice aesthetic vibe too, which you know he doesn't showboat as a director, which I really admire. I think that's the thing I admire about him most is that he's not um he never over directs, you know. He's very right. spare. He lets the actors be upfront. This the camera work is simple, it's all in service of the storytelling. And then there's like little beautiful little moments like um, you know, when he says like uh, this thing's going to be uh, one million. We're going to get a million dollars out of this deal. And Skeet Ulrich goes, how much is it? One million. And he goes, that's one with that many zeros. And they cut to a close up of the chamber of his six shooter. And it's in my notes. A million okay. dollars is the one with that many zeros. And he spins the spins it in real close up. And, and that sort of pulling in the the violence and what we have to do to get the one million dollars. Right. I right. just thought that was brilliant. You know, money and violence all tied into that one shot. And it's yeah. very like, you know, um, and B Coates kind of editing. And uh, we're told here budget 27 million, box office 10 million. Sad. That is I too don't bad. know a lot about business. Like, even in this company that's I'm starting, I'm not right. the business guy, I'm the logistics guy. I okay. move product, I get a deal with the trucking. $27 million to make the movie, $10 million at the box office. That's that's a loss that's, that's bad that's that, a oh, loss that's of bad. money well oh, okay. uh, the filmmakers experience they lost money on the movie the actors still got paid though right those all they all got paid yes unless they were paid in points which were hit at certain you know caps gotcha. it depends on how they're but paid. they still had to be like paid at least union minimum wage oh which got, got a score three square meals a day and a place to stay what okay. are you worried That's about all i really care are you about. like a union rep here all of a sudden I this is it. i this just is... want to make sure the my actors are taken care of opening weekend us and canada four million dollars ouch okay. 
I, I, I say ouch to that. I say ouch um, because that's a lot of stars packed into a movie that didn't do great. Yeah. I do have to say, you know, to your point about, about Linklater being an actor's uh, director, and I, I did feel that watching it. I felt that it looked like all of the actors were having a good time, that they felt relaxed and free to make their choices and do their work. It didn't feel like a, a movie that was where the actors were directed within an inch of their lives. Yeah, uh, no. And, and that was nice. And it felt like they were able to rehearse the scenes kind of as actors would rather than be crammed into, you know, um, directors, you know, visual concepts. They seemed like lived in. Um, yeah. Lived in in their costumes, on the horses. You know, it had a kind of, um, you know, that's where I felt there was a little bit of grittiness to it was that it had an old fashioned, the way that, you know, movies used to feel westerns used to feel where the actors just felt like oh they could ride horses they could handle guns it was really no issue they they kind of captured that because a lot of this was happening in wide shots you know it was not covered in a lot of close-ups yep there's a lot of medium and wide shots in this movie where they have to do all this stuff you know in in one and they handle themselves really well they clearly rehearsed all that stuff well um also some really good <clears throat> You know, moments of dialogue, some really notable things for me. Do you have any uh, other lines that, that you like? You're a bank robber! My God, I'm in love with you! Maybe not my favorite that, line. That, that was problematic for me, that scene. That was from As Good As It Gets, wasn't it? Wait, yeah. no, that was from a Nora Ephron movie. Yeah. Another, another moment that I had a problem with is when Matthew McConaughey's character starts coming up with his brilliant ideas about planning as as if they're brilliant he's like you know what we'll do we'll we'll case the joints beforehand and we'll 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 look at the timing of when people are coming and go i'm like that's your brilliant plan and it was he's presenting it like he's some genius um, um okay i could argue that might be on purpose maybe maybe Two lines, two moments of dialogue that I absolutely adored. Yeah. How was the war? It was all right. How was prison? Glad to be out. So good. That's yeah. in my notes. Absolutely prison, great. The prison was worse than the war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two brothers getting back together again. One went from prison. One was fighting World War One, so And the good. guy in prison had the... The, the, the short end of the stick. Um, Me personally, I might take prison over combat. I love a line that's. I love a line where this starts a little early. Where Skeet Ulrich is like, "We're only thirty-five minutes in, and like they've they've done one robbery." And Skeet goes, "When do we get out? When does it end?" Yeah, like didn't we, we just started Robbie Banks? Take right. it easy. That um, that I was like, come on. But uh, my somebody catch these men! I just robbed the bank. Don't make me come up there. You're mean. You know that. <laughs> but my absolute favorite line in the entire movie is when what the hell are you looking at, Betty Crocker Peckerhead? That was good. <coughs> in order to tell you my favorite line, it's gonna be we're gonna have to actually kind of talk about something for like three minutes because okay. i have something in this movie that i fell completely in love with 
and um and don't really know what to do with myself i'm in love with a man and i don't even know his name i didn't want it to happen this way on a show with you particularly but it's okay. happening well you know what people are very accepting these days i i think you should feel free to say whatever it is you have i to love do. dwight yoakam oh. i love him <laughs> i have strong feelings for him and i don't know what to do about it because he's to me like there's a lot of good actors in this movie there's a lot of people that have been studying act acting and acting in movies like that's all they do for a really long time and i feel like dwight yoakam shows up getting off of the country western stage and like blows everything away i just think he's great am i alone I, here no i have to say i completely completely agree okay um, I I thought he was next level, and I wanted to see him. I want to see him starring in more everything. Movies. I just give yeah. him a TV series, please. He's so understated. He's so fun to watch, and what he goes through is so traumatic. Like that's the heaviness of this movie. He had yeah. he goes through something that's really, really rough. And, and I wanted to see that examined so much more. He shoots. Well, yeah, one of his partners by accident, and it's not I funny. It's not. It's not fun. 45. It's not played I for jokes. The forty-five, and it's not played for jokes. And he feels really bad about it, and and it it's just he well, captures that you, shame. You feel bad. Oh yeah, but I mean the way that Yoakam caught, you know, just uh, displayed and and caught that shame uh, vibe. It was it was gorgeous. He's incredible. Yeah. He was spectacular. And so funny. So anyway, my favorite line is his, and it's early in the movie. They're running, they're riding horses away from their first botched, like, robbery attempt of a bank. And people start shooting at them by surprise. Not something they expected to happen. And Dwight Yoakam says, why is this happening, Slim? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so right on. Um, I do want to say, uh, just letting people know, in terms of the true story, that actually happened during the during the train robbery the brothers were they were going to be wearing white cowboy hats so that they'd know who they were and apparently one of the brothers was on the other side of the train and took off the hat to wipe his brow or something like that and this fifth guy shot him five times with a 45 caliber gun five first of all that's kind of amazing that he hit him five times in the at dark, dark in time, the dark. in the night, people, yeah. People can't shoot like that. Hit him five times. But then the guy survived. Yeah. And lived, I think, to like 83 years. Yeah, he was fine. He didn't live. He got out of jail. He's fine. Yeah. There's some tough. And those Texan boys, those my, cowboys are tough. Leads into one of my favorite shots in the movie. The mug shots. They're great. Yeah. Like they the look so authentic, don't they? They look so authentic, but yeah. there's mugshots that are all just regular mugshots, and then Vincent Nafrio with the <laughs> rag wrapped around his head because he'd been shot in the yeah. face. That was very like, <laughs> oh brother, where art thou? Yeah. To me. Very was, there was some sly Cohen brothery kind of stuff yeah. in here, you know. That, you know, that that that's an interesting way to think of this movie. It's kind of like a Cohen Brothers movie without the really dark, black hearted satire. Yeah. You know. Um, but that's where I, where, where in some ways it lost me was that I'm, I'm happy to go along for a jaunt. Um, 
if I feel like there's, it, it just didn't feel like there was anything underneath it for me. I gotcha. I mean, yeah, I, I, I feel like in a weird way, like, uh, I thought I've, I, I, I don't know. I think it kind of is aiming to be that kind of movie. Coleman, like Linkletter, he kind of makes hangout movies, you know, like he, that's kind of, I guess what he's been accused of making or his fans, um, say, uh, Stephen Jules Rubin says he totally agrees with me. Thank so you, you, Stephen you, Jules. Thank you, you won Jules. The you won the podcast. I win podcast town. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, um, I, uh, I was so excited to hear that somebody agreed with me. I, did, I don't even know what I was saying now. I'm just going to gloat. Now I'm just going to gloat. <laughs> no, that he kind of makes hangout movies. You know, it's like movies that are, um, you know, caper movies like this are usually a little shorter than this is two full two hours, you know, yes. and it kind of you kind of like it, it just stretches out and you kind of get to hang out, hang around, see the countryside a little bit. And that's, you know, uh, I think some people uh, want to get the motor revving a little faster. Some some audiences just like want Linkletter to kind of like giddy up. Let's go. Let's go. But it's not really his style. It's like kind of his thing in a way. So knowing that about him, maybe I was prepared for that part of this if i hadn't known that i probably this is a weird where place to start with link letter because he's a pretty important artist but his movies are so kind of chill you know they don't you don't really recognize that he's after um something creatively like it's very specific all the time um and this is kind of an outlier like i don't i i'm, I'm trying to remember if he ever made anything really like this again I don't think he did. Like, he didn't, didn't he direct the Sisters Rosenzweig? Oh no, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, I ain't done nothing. I didn't do anything to you. <laughs> um, no, he's not known for you know big uh, actiony kind of like movies like these. There's a lot of talking and rambling in his movies and hanging right. out. Um, so it's kind of like watching somebody uh, going out of his comfort zone in a way to make this kind of a movie, too. Right. And, you know, for film nerds, it really shows up how much he's really uh, studied in terms of classic, you know, 30s, 40s style Hollywood filmmaking. Um, he's really uh, doing a good job of doing that. But it's such it's kind of a lukewarm film in, in some ways, you know. Um, Do we know anything about... Um about a uh chloe webb i don't really know much about her and her work and she knocked me out well i know her from um sid and nancy because i was a fan of sid and nancy's and she Doctor. plays nancy spongin in that movie okay um and she had and has a you know had a pretty big reputation at that time but i don't know if i've seen her in a lot of other things and I She's, thought that character was really interesting. Great, great, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an, a little bit of an Amanda Plummer, like Amanda Plummer could have played that part too. Definitely, definitely yeah. that vibe. And Juliana Margulies, who I I really like as an actor, but I I didn't get like what what was this woman's story that that she got caught up? No idea. In this, I don't really understand that. Um, uh she there's a hint at it in that the guy who's interested in her and who 
who she sort of it's hinted that she has a relationship is this boring older unattractive successful businessman and that that maybe they were saying maybe Linkler is saying well at the time though that was her option other than being a cigar girl at the at the hotel um because she had a kid right yeah she had was responsible and had to earn a living and that's that's what she was involved with in order to try and be responsible. And then this dashing guy comes along and sweeps her off her feet. But I didn't see the 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 conflict for her there. The I, I you know what I, you you may you may be onto something that could be you could really actually have nailed to me what might be the the missing ingredient. I, maybe her character is a little underwritten. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they cut some stuff about her. I don't know. And but... what's interesting is that in the re in real life, they then he, she waited for him for four years while he was in prison, mm. and they stayed together until her death, which wasn't until the eighties. I don't think that's um, uh, I that, that I, a lot of that's true. And what isn't yeah. true, I don't know. Yeah. And in some ways, what 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 is so fascinating to me about this story is what happened afterwards more yeah. than yeah more well the studio's not going to give you money to make a movie about four old brothers who crotch it around texas they're just not going to do that <laughs> they'll be like did they have any exciting times when they were young and you'd be like well they robbed banks and shit but uh and they're like why don't you make that movie <laughs> hey that's hey, exciting hey, yeah what about hey hey in the hayloft <laughs> in your pants in 1933 <laughs> With a little sex in it. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> there were touches throughout the movie I really loved. That's that's actually the movie he wanted to make. I want to see the scene where he's pitching that movie. Right. And they won't let him. They won't you know, I, in a lot of ways, I'm surprised Linkletter, well, you know, he might even. I could see him actually, it's a much more Linkletter movie to do that kind of movie of like where they were in the in the 1970s well, after all done this. Is started shooting the movie when they were robbing banks and then followed them until they were in their 80s and then edited that all together into one movie well now you're saying what link letter should have done and i feel kind of creepy about that uh he's <laughs> just too important a filmmaker and he's alive no, he he's did, living but he did that he did that with about a boy that's not his film not though, boy, which would, boy. if he had made that boyhood he did it with boyhood 37 years in the making why didn't he do the same thing with this uh you got a good point you got me there i'm stymied i'm completely stymied <laughs> um i do uh want to talk about like there's several things that i just love that are in there the the native american billionaire oil man that buys the bar that they're drinking in or that bought the bar is just fantastic that is i love that and i want to know if that's a true thing i'll bet it is i bet it is i bet it is it seems it's a link letter kind of thing it's a true truth. thing i want to go drink in that bar me too yeah um i do you, know, uh, you gotta I, hold on one second starting this pod this uh can you repeat that sorry sir what was that oh you just disappeared oh this is great Matthew just disappeared and left me hanging. Um, we got a job to do here. Do we do have a job to do? We have a job. We had a job. 
Um, but we're having some technical difficulties now. For those of you listening at home, Matthew is frozen. His computer is completely frozen. There's an easy way to do this and a hard way. As long as I'm leaving this outfit, we're going to do it my way. Well, I hope we're not going to do it Matthew's way. Who's talking there? Because Matthew's way has left us with zero show. Well, this is really too bad. Um, uh, if any of the producers... Oh, there he is. No, it's just me. Uh, if any of the producers want to jump on here for a second, and uh, you know we can confab about what to do in a situation like this, that would be cool. Or... I get to, hey, Sophia. Hello, sorry, I have Hello. a bunch of stuff on my face. No, sorry to startle you with this, but uh, my co-host disappeared, as you probably just saw. Um, and I'm wondering if you have any brilliant ideas of what, what we might do about that. I am writing him right now. It may be an internet connection issue on his No end. doubt. Well, no a, doubt it is. I was about to plug my computer in and was running on battery. It's plugged in now and I'm coming back. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, excellent. How are we doing so far? Well, she's not going to answer me. How, how, doing we doing good? Okay, great. Yes, are you surprised that he didn't know anything about Richard Linkletter? A little bit, yes. A little bit? Yeah, okay, me too. Me too. I'm glad you can be honest. Alexis? Hey, how... really quickly, I, I just found something online. It said Doc Newton made a bungled attempt to rob a bank in his mid-70s. This is fantastic news. Yeah, uh, Doc Newton, played by Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie, yeah. he tried to rob a bank when he was in his 70s, like 40 years later. It says in 1968 in Rowena, Texas, um, and because of his age, he was turned loose. And then he died at the age of 83. Oh, my God. And he's, he's the guy that was shot five times by a 45. That's incredible. Yeah. That's it. Why did he suddenly resort to crime again in his 70s? What happened? That's an interesting question. Um, online, it just says old habits die hard. Right. Um, I don't know specifically. And his his nickname was old habits. I guess that's what they were referring to. Ah. Um, so do you feel like my brother's going to make it back on the show? Um, I think so. Sophia, you said that he had to plug he in his computer? Right. He says he's almost there. And he's telling us to keep Anthony company. This ain't going to be no Toronto, okay. Joe. I think that plugging in your computer is has been a crucial element for me uh, from, the, from the beginning of this podcast. I'm very glad that we got to the bottom of what happened. Um, yes. Fascinating. Anyway, it's weird being left alone. This here is my business associate about one other thing hey what did i miss well just part of the show it's <laughs> fine <laughs> um, that's what i was saying when 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 i w cut out was i just noticed the battery warning that mike and i was just saying hey hold on a second i have to go plug the computer in and then um and then it died and uh I'm I'm mortified and embarrassed. That's quite all right. Um, these things happen. There Did is, anything uh, interesting happen while I was gone? Probably the best part of the show. Well, we just went through our worst experience, and Jules just said the nicest thing. He says he loves us, which makes me feel great because we just we just uh, we were having some trouble there. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen Jules. Love you too, man. 
we just heard this from the producers that there's still a hundred thousand dollars missing that the new that the newton brothers like buried somewhere in the desert and lost and never found so maybe we can do that this summer that you know look for that i've got time how was the war it's all right (laughs) um So, okay, I I love, you know, love, love, love Dwight Yoakam. I literally have, I just want him to be in everything. But Bo Hopkins forever. Oh, my Bo God. Bo Hopkins. If you all don't know who Bo Hopkins is, you can be forgiven because he's a character actor, you know, from another time. But this guy from Andy Griffith's show, Gunsmoke, The Virginian Bonanza, to the wild bunch and american graffiti and the getaway and the killer elite i mean come on he's the best unhinged killer cowboy in american film history and in in you know in his stuff he's just great out of the park wild bunch man the wild bunch and seeing him come back and seeing a director who knows like the the importance of these these actors is really great like luke like him and lucas q or askew I don't know how you pronounce that. Askew is really good. Um, he's terrific. I, I was going to ask you how you pronounced Askew. I'm going to say Luke Askew. I think it's Askew. I knew somebody with that name, and they pronounced it Askew. But, um, but I well, was going to ask Luke Askew is much more punk rock. Yeah. It's up to him. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I'm um, not going to argue with him. So... Uh, Okay, look, we have we seem to have similarly mixed feelings, but warm enough. I'm not unhappy. You're not unhappy you saw this, are you? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. And and as so often happens, and I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to like compute this somehow. Um which is that so often I I enjoy a movie more in retrospect when I'm talking about it with you than I did when I was watching it. And I, I, I'm not sure I understand that phenomenon. My hypnotic powers are, are at an all time high. Yes. There you go. Um, can we, Sophia red shoes says, can we guys, re, can we review the wild bunch? We certainly can review the wild bunch at some point. Yeah. The, yeah. It'll Absolutely. be a little while. It'll be a little bit because we're going to, we got a lot of brothers movies to get through, but we will do the wild bunch. I would love to do that. We could do a, a spate of some Westerns and then we, we should could also, somebody suggested that we do a spate of some uh, war, old war movies. Um, That's a great idea too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's a lot, actually there's a lot of really good old war movies that are not, that are underseen. Yeah. Like not the, you know, not the typical green berets crap, but like no. you know, different, different stuff. Yeah. Um, question so, Yes, do you know who we are in this movie? And Mickey Solis says, Great cast, it is Mickey, it's great cast, it is, it's a it's pretty stunning. Um, who we are in this movie, um. You didn't think about it. This was the thing I the problem with the swimming pool and the day and the bottling. And I okay, I, look, I, note I, to producers. Note to everybody in Toronto saw us well, but we shouldn't see you. Next thing you have to do is every week you have to come up with what Matthew thinks uh, we are, who we are in the movie. No. 
They just said no to me. Wow. No, no you okay. have to do it. All right. Um, who who do you think we are? Oh, I know for sure that we are the the the, the Chicago cops that that bust McConaughey in the hotel room. I am the plain clothes. I am the guy in the uniform who beats him, and you're the plain clothes cop who's like, "Yeah, we know what your story is." And then they take the bribe and get busted. That's us. Yeah, get lost. Nice doing business with you, Candy Boy. Let's have it. You're in a lot of trouble. You're coming with me. There it is. That's our scene. Oh, so you got the good line. You get the good line. You're in a lot of trouble, Candy Boy. I do. I did get the good line. Yeah, you know why? Because I I remembered to do this bit on the show, so I take okay. the good line. Um, wh 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 what's the double? What's the double feature? You know, I thought about it. I don't y'all relax. You know, I thought it's really a toss up to me between Bonnie and Clyde and Darling Clementine because Bonnie and Clyde is would be a great right. one to actually see because it's the time period. He's they're riffing on some of that here, but there's no brother stuff. Okay, I stuck with the brothers theme. Yeah. And people went soup. with people soup. <laughs> Everybody wants a nice little short film before their western. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that. For the for people who don't know, People Soup is a movie, uh, a short film, right? Written and directed by our dad, uh, with uh, me and Adam, uh, the other, the third of the Arkin brothers, right? Um, and we're reminded Gene Hackman and and uh, you know um, and Beatty our brothers in the movie. So there are brothers at Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I they was wrong. are. Yeah, they are. Okay. So Bonnie and Clyde, that would be, that, that would be good. All right. Good. Bonnie and Clyde. You win. So what, what would be the, uh, what would be your ideal way to see the Newton boys? What's your ideal way viewing the experience? What's the I perfect would actually way? want to see this movie locked in a safe or a vault. Okay. You mean like, the, the movie theater is in a, is inside of all I'm, I'm like in a locked in a vault with a with an ipad watching this movie that's a strange that's odd but i like it you and elon musk i think had the same answer to that um <laughs> i would say that uh that for me um i say the, the the best way for this movie to exist is kind of like on a on a on a screen in the background of a, of a steakhouse after hours or when you're playing poker around a table. It, it just seems like that's the way to experience it. Oh yeah. It's I kind like of a hangout it. movie that you're hanging out, playing cards with. And something that this movie did so well for me was capture. It, it evoked images that just got me crazy about like 1920s, the vibe the music the streets how clean they yeah. were just some of the effect shots like the way they depicted those steakhouses and speakeasies and stuff was was pretty was pretty hot i really gotta yeah. say i like that and um and it made me want to go have a steak in some kansas city bar you know it really it really did and uh, i i think that's uh the sign of a of a good movie that it can actually make you want to go out and experience some of the things that you saw in it you know so yeah well, that's you what I think. The magic words to me: a steak in a Kansas City bar. This, a, this would be a great way to see this movie. <clears throat> yeah, you're very good at this. You're very good at coming up with the ways to see the movie. Oh, I just Google it. 
I googled oh. what's the best way to see the movie, and they told me. Which means it's scientifically true. It's the best way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, um, the the trivia about this movie, actually, uh, that I was able to discover is that there is no good trivia about this movie. You know, there's not a hell of a lot of... Uh, there is some trivia, but none of it was interesting. No, it's like the like trivia one, is one was based big, on a real thing. Yeah, one of the big trivia items is that the the guy who actually arrested them was the, act, the brother of the guy who the, right. portrayed in the movie. No. Like... <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> I love that actor too. That guy. Great. I'm, I'm not getting his name. Um, but he was very funny. Uh great gag with the uh with the safety pin. Not the safety pin, the the what is it? The toothpick. Pop, toothpick, yes. Nice gag. You could use a safety pin as a toothpick. That was in that was in the Sid and Nancy movie. Right. Oh, there you go. Okay. Chloe Webb, another Chloe Webb movie. There you go. Um, oh, you know what else I love? Love, love in this movie. What? Is the oil the foreman of the oil rig that screen that get us in the screaming match with McConaughey? He was great. You know, yeah. he was the real thing. He wasn't an actor. That guy. I think he was just a guy that Linkletter was like, "Hey, no, I think that's McConaughey's brother." So, like I said, not an actor. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> Very well played, sir. Very well played. Rooster so, McConaughey played the tool pusher there. Yeah. So. uh we're going to continue this string of brothers movies. Uh, we'll give you the whole lineup. Uh, next week is going to be the game starring Sean Penn and Michael Douglas. Following that four brothers and following that one of uh, just a, a wonderful movie about two, uh, just a heartfelt, lovely relationship, dead ringers. Um, and that Very touching. Will, yeah, that will round out. Uh, well, there is a lot of touching in the movie. I will say that. Uh, that will round out July's run of Punching Brothers. And then in May, for Touching Brothers, we're doing Step Brothers, Rain Man, Darjeeling Express. And Limited. Darjeeling Express Limited. That's the sequel to. <laughs> <laughs> that the is sequel to Darjeeling Express. Um, and uh, and then we're ending it all with um, Coupe de Ville, and we may have a, a special guest. At that we are time. definitely angling for a special guest on special that show. guest uh, if we can coax him out of his shell. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> what? Deep, deep cut. You'll know. You'll 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 laugh when this is over. You'll realize what I just did. But this cool. is a complete mystery to the audience. And I don't get it. Am I supposed to get that, or are you going to have to explain it to me? It is the it is a character name, Shell. Just I'm in love with a man, and I don't even know his name. I know its name. It's <laughs> Dwight really Yoakam. Funny. It's Dwight yeah. Yoakam, ladies Dwight and gentlemen. Yoakam. Yeah. Um. So join us next week if you would please for the game and so David uh, Fincher. And I'm not sure if I take us out of this, or I think our producers need to take us out. I I certainly don't know how to do that. I've never yeah. been given the keys to that car. 
Never been given the keys to the kingdom. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win, and Matthew, and Matthew should win, and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know. 